Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mystic Junkies Podcast. Woo! My name's Mike Stevens and I'm fat. <laughs> and uh, I'm here with my fellow junkies. Hi, I'm Jason, and uh, I'm a community activist, and I basically spend most of my time telling people I'd rather be naked. I'm Twee. I am the creator and star of Life of Twee on YouTube, in which I do one new thing a week, every week. I'm fat. Hi, my name is Matt. I'm fat. Wow. Is that it, too? You just copied him? He's a hack. hack. (laughs) I'm going to hack it up this time. I'm Les McCurdy, I'm the owner of McCurdy's Comedy Theater and Humor Institute, where we sit right now, and I'm bankrolling this whole son of a bitch. (laughs) Goddamn right. Let's make it good. You think we'd have a better intro? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I think this is exactly the type of intro we did. We're very excited. We have our first ever, by the way, first ever, no pressure, first ever special guest with us tonight. And her name is Tiffany Jenkins, everybody. Hello, thank you. Thank you for having me. My favorite side dish is strawberry pretzel salad. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the side dish. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. Strawberry pretzel salad? Yeah, it's, I had it yesterday for the first time, and I've it blew my heard. mind and changed my life oh my God. forever. Sounds like a Chef Ramsay dish or something. I know. It's only yeah, no, 4th of July. Drunk lady made it. I don't know her name, but she gave me the recipe. She wrote it on my arm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> is it still on your arm? Yeah, I, did, I was like, put it here, bitch. It's All so right. good. Tap good. Good. It's on the other side. She won't show you. We're very okay. excited to be here. And uh, we're also we're going to be covering one of our favorite topics, bank robberies, Ooh. with the nonetheless D.B. Cooper, mm-hmm. who arguably one of the greatest bank robbers of all time, right? Got away it's with it. Maybe, pretty good, man. Maybe he it's did. Maybe he didn't. Pretty good. Yeah. Maybe he and, died. Uh, this week presenting the topic is Twee. Yes. World Twee. famous life of Twee. D.B. Cooper. Well... Most, I think, of USA has heard about this hijacking, and yeah. it is the only unsolved hijacking in the U.S. to date. So it still intrigues many, many people from all over the world, not just the U.S. But uh, D.B. Cooper, this incident happened the night before Thanksgiving in 1971, and that date was November 24th. It happened to be a flight going from it was a Northwest Orient flight going from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, and uh, that's when it all went down. That's when this mysterious man boarded, went by the name of Dan Cooper. I don't know how later on it got sort of mixed mm-hmm. up or something, yeah, until like DB maybe got reported wrong by like one of the journalists or something, but uh, it, it eventually morphed to DB. Um, but he went by the name of Dan Cooper and uh, basically demanded ransom money and a few uh, parachutes, and uh, yeah, he got away with it. So, very mysterious, and I'm sure all of you have looked up some details about this this whole case, but uh, it was a very stormy, stormy night. And um, <laughs> yeah, as we're all sitting around the campfire. <laughs> it was, it was a very stormy night, and everyone that has investigated it thought that, you know, anyone in their right mind, even if they had, like, uh, skydiving experience or military background they thought that no matter what it, they were still crazy to try to jump out of the plane with this money because that's how he actually got away with it was that he left the plane jumped out of it with the ransom money so um, really set the bar <laughs> dude supposedly yeah. it was ultra ultra cold too not mm-hmm. just like a storm it was like an ice cold storm like it was raining in like 30 40 degrees did he pack a sweater no. No, didn't he change no, his No, he had flight a trench path? coat. He had a trench coat and like supposedly just a trench coat on his just regular attire underneath. He changed his flight path? Yeah. Yes. So there was a change in plans. So he had dressed, I believe, for the original plans. And yeah. then they <laughs> said he found out that the pilot said it won't make it all the way yep. to where you want to go. We have to stop and do a refuel. Yep. And so where they ended up was a place that the climate he was not dressed for. Supposedly oh. he wanted to go to Mexico yep. City. He wanted to go from Seattle to Mexico City. That was right. one That's a terrible theory. Idea. Yeah, I know. In Meg- but then this is another one. I saw a whole other uh, variation of it where it was um, New Mexico. So it's like it, it, they ended up staying right in that little area of New Mexico, Nevada, and Seattle, and that whole area. But the original was supposedly Mexico City, and they had to right. make a, uh, a half. 
Did y'all see that he straight up, when he got on this plane, he didn't have any identification. He just walked up to those people and said, my name is Dan Cooper. Well, dude. Do you realize? Yeah, it was easy back then. I know, but well, it was well, easy to think about. He didn't have any ID. He didn't have anything. at a suitcase and said, I'm Dan. Let me on the plane. And the plane ride, off for nothing. The original plane ride was only 30 minutes. Right. He got all of this accomplished in 30 minutes, and after they landed, that was when he got the money and he got everything exchanged, and then he went back up in the air. But in 30 minutes, he hijacked a plane with no identification, nothing. That's he just, so cool. a can-do attitude, just went for it. This guy's my hero. So, like, yeah, I guess, like, some of the yeah. details, I don't know if he just, like, stated his name or if he actually had a plane ticket that stated that. He had a ticket. Because I think that's where they got that the original okay. thing from yeah but because of this case actually i'm glad that you brought that up um many airline security procedures have been uh put into place because of this um for instance i mean think about how crazy it was but back then you didn't have to actually show id to get on a plane your name didn't have to match what was on the ticket as well as he just brought a bomb on board that was one of the details <laughs> i failed to mention that's how that's how yeah his suitcase with dynamite in it right well Maybe. Well, like, is that plan B? Supposedly, supposedly like three or four sticks of dynamite and it's something that exploded, but all he did was expose it to the stewardess and give her a note. Like, if I'm going to rob right. a bank, I'm not going to kill it. He didn't kill anybody. So I'm not going to kill anybody either if I rob a bank. So it's going to be like, this is a fake bomb. But he came on the plane, supposedly, with a How fake bomb. How would you rob a bank, Matt? Uh, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> it was basically like a one-man Ocean's Eleven. You know, so he did it without having to like oh, hurt anybody. Geez. Or was he did it, it without? Well, well what's up it, with that stewardess? I think it was. <laughs> like, right. Tina. Tina. Oh. Tina's her Good name. I don't call. know. It's he kept her on the plane the whole time. Uh, he demanded she stay with him. I feel like Muff? Tina. Is, are you talking about what's her Mucklo? Tina Mucklo. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I've researched. That? That's a fake name. No, right? <laughs> I know, right? Tina Mucklo, man. Where is she yeah. now? Is she on a beach, living she her best the, life? She Mexico. was the, the correspondent for him. She was the one that was like, he needs, you know, $200,000 in uh, $20 bills. And then he also needed uh, four parachutes. And he needed, uh, what was the last thing? Oh, a plane. You know, <laughs> but a plane, a specific plane that has a uh, a little staircase that comes out the butthole. Yeah, he wanted right. the back to be open so and have the staircase. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was bro, the plan the yeah. whole time. What if this is right. an elaborate suicide? <laughs> what about the real conspiracy? And he's just giving money to the people below. Yeah, <laughs> letting it fly oh, that's a hell of a way to go. I'm just saying. But like, yeah, a few more, I guess a few more things, I guess, to add on to that half hour flight was that in that half hour flight, uh, he was able to smoke eight cigarettes. That was another crazy yep. thing was we were able to Chain smoke smoker. back oh, yeah. in the day in the planes. I mean, that's that's nuts to think about. Right. Yep. So um, but they said that eight is not necessarily classify someone as a chain smoker for back in the day, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Wow, hilarious yeah. Really. Eight, eight. Like packs that's, that's quite a few. Pack a day is um, regular. They also said that he ordered a just one bourbon and soda, yep. which later on was actually a bourbon and seven, and that was sort of like the um, the what trendy kind of drink of the day. It was a certain kind of bourbon where, uh, when the profilers looked into it, it was like something that more like elite type of people would drink, as well as the brand of cigarettes was called Raleigh, which is also I'm kind of like a more upper class. Hell of a branding I'm get top shelf if I'm yeah. doing this. A great branding <laughs> So he was able to order a bourbon and soda and have eight cigarettes as well as hand off a like a little ransom note yep. and uh and get the flight attendant's attention and kind of flash the supposed bomb inside his briefcase right, so one part was which wasn't tina he said he requested a plane well he it wasn't the first wasn't the first flight attendant wasn't tina there was a plane in sight for sure well they kept a, they kept a uh, plane uh when he first Went aboard there. There was a plane. They circled the Seattle area, waiting for supposedly they they circled until they landed to bring all the money and shit. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I don't think he switched planes. He basically, when he landed in Seattle, he let most of the well, he let all the passengers off and most of the crew, but yep. he kept back four people. Four people. So then they yep. took off four again. Mucklock or muck, oh, Mucklock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Frickin' Tina. Right. So muck he lock. requested four parachutes, <laughs> and the, I guess the FBI or the police were going to sabotage the parachutes yeah. and cut them up, but then they realized <laughs> he, he might be using them for hostages, so they didn't do it. 
And they did end up accidentally giving him a dummy one, yeah, though. Yeah, they did, dude. That's right. so funny. And he really? didn't know that. <laughs> so funny, dude. Yeah, they accidentally got a bum parachute for a trainee. Like, you know, just how to you pack mm -hmm. it up and everything so it won't technically work. So, but, but the other one, there were, there were one military-issued parachute he, shoot he asked for in particular. So he got a military-issued one, two regular ones, and then one dummy parachute they gave him. So Accidentally, who supposedly. One? Who got the dummy? No one. He just no took, one. He, he just used that to one. wrap up the money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, buddy. And the military <laughs> parachute one, uh, what's interesting about that is while it's more like compact, it's also not steerable, which is very difficult in a time when it's storming mm -hmm. and windy yeah. and cold. You'd think that you'd want some kind of maneuverability. Yep. So there's theories that like, okay, he's not military because they would have not jumped. Or there's theories that he definitely is military because um, he knew what he was doing. He knew that yeah. that type of parachute was not maneuverable and steerable. So do you think there was some part of his plan that was improv? <laughs> Improvised at all? Or do you think yeah, he just had yeah. everything down Actually, to Actually, yes, I do. Yeah. I think the, the part that was improv, was if he was supposed to go to Mexico City, then he had what ended up happening was he had to jump out before he reached the new place or the new area. So whatever uh, new coordinates he had, he had to jump out maybe like halfway through or three quarters of the way through to actually make it. So he was given new, um, new variables to deal with. I think he planned on jumping at some point. That's why he wasn't. He knew not to, that he wasn't going to make it to Reno or Mexico City or whatever destination it was. That's why he requested the parachutes. I think you're missing one important thing. <laughs> he was dressed exactly like Men in Black. <laughs> exactly. He was. Mm, fed? No, yeah, kind fed of. Fed. Was he a fed? With connections to aliens. Oh. Which we know. Oh, we already know. Which you already know, like white people. Yeah. We've already found that out in our last alien that 86%, it, you, don't, you don't know this, but it, we didn't know it either. Uh, tweet, tweet lessons. 86% of all alien encounters are, are, were all are Caucasian. What? So aliens seem to like uh, Caucasians. Statistically. He was very Caucasian. And the probing. Dressed like men in black. You know, I think the whole thing has alien written all over it. <laughs> Personally. Yep. Oh, you know, the funny thing is with That's that too, besides for like a trench coat, the, the guy had a clip-on tie, which was oh, the only yeah. thing he left on the plane, yep. and he was wearing loafers. I mean, of all the footwear that you, you know, you know that this hijacking is yeah, gonna take place. this dude's broke. That's why he's robbing <laughs> shit. He's just trying to present himself like he knows what he's talking about. You he's know? And he stole loafers. those cigarettes. Once again, men in black. They wear loafers, Man. and look at all the crazy shit they can do in loafers. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Those loafers change when you're a men in black. Yeah. They can turn into different types of footwear. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're discounting my whole theory. <laughs> <laughs> with your loafer. With Dude, your okay, loafer. so this was one of the claims, man, and this is legit. It was like, right. well, one, not legit, I guess. None of this is legit. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is speculative. And, uh, you know, one claim is that, you know, he wanted to go to Mexico City, and this is the thing. He ordered the flyer uh, the uh, to keep the landing gear down, flaps at 15 degrees, right. and at 10,000 feet. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, he wanted it to go, he wanted to go to California. Uh, well, he, well, no, that couldn't happen. So they're like, either California or Arizona. And then that was the whole thing, the staircase, bro. It was all about the staircase. And this is why they get into it to the point where one of the, one of the guys, that there, there was a doppel or a copycat that ended up straight up doing almost the exact same thing that he did. And getting away with it for like five days and then just you know being roped back up like he didn't get away with it but he did he was a copycat and they right. thought it was him too they totally thought that that might be the same guy doing it again so so it, 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 have you brought this up yet um so they found a small amount of the money mm -hmm. they did yep did, did, did they the say did they ever the say how much that was Two, yeah uh, twenty thousand or something like that it was, I think, oh, I thought it was like yeah. 5,800. 
it was like a small package. It was of it, small. A few bundles of yeah, it. Yeah, it was small. But what had happened was like oh, wherever wherever that the um, I guess when the cabin lost pressure, that was when he had deployed that back uh, staircase, and it was seven minutes after they took off from Seattle. So not not that long at all after supposedly going to Reno. So I think that's why I think it didn't matter where they were going as long as it was in general that the general direction so seven minutes after uh the the staircase was deployed i guess um he had well prior to that he had told everyone to basically go into the cockpit and he was in the rest of the plane by himself and so when they were all there obviously scared don't know what's gonna happen um the notification of that the staircase was now down um by the way, I don't know how he was able to like determine that the pilot would kind of agree and comply with his request of staying within 10,000 feet as well as leaving the landing gear down. Bomb. Like, how would he know that? The bomb. Yeah. The bomb is the only thing also, that kept how that do they know when but, the staircase was deployed? But he wouldn't well, know no, that staircase. unless he was in the, the cockpit, you yes, know? I got that information. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, supposedly, <laughs> supposedly, he talked to a crew member. Like, the original, he wanted the staircase to be down and he wanted the wheels to be out. And he wanted the uh, ten thousand, you know, ten thousand feet under and fifteen degrees. So, but they couldn't do the staircase because you can't take off right. with the staircase down. Right. So they had, or the person that knew how to do the staircase taught him how to put the staircase down. Right. And then get yourself back. No, in but what I, my question was: How do we know that seven minutes after he left, the staircase was deployed? So they, they had the notification in the cockpit. The rumble, however, the rumble of the however, the cabin pressure didn't drop until 20 minutes after that, which is kind of weird. But this is what happened, I guess, according to like the investigation, is that so he was standing on the staircase getting ready to jump off, and it wasn't until 20 minutes after the actual staircase was so was it eyewitness? lowered. No, you can just tell from the equipment and stuff. Well, oh, so the equipment would, would What did she muck say? Mucklow, Mucklow, <laughs> right? <laughs> what did she fuck say? Name up every time. No, I said it right, Mucklow. Mucklow, 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 Mucklow. Yeah, Mucklow is supposedly just Tina. That's what I'm saying. She goes Tina is fine. Okay, Tina. Good old Tina. Good old Tina. By the way, she's 71 years old now, living in Eugene, Oregon. Oh wow. And she she was interviewed by the Rolling Stone. Oh. Uh, recently, cool. fairly recently, so I so I understand, uh, it had to do with she she was a so, she's been a social worker that entire time working with mentally ill people. Oh, you wouldn't do that if you were rich, probably. <laughs> probably not. What a great no. backstory. Generally not. <laughs> okay, generally, yeah. generally not do well, that if you're rich. That's a good yeah. Tina, Tina generally, supposedly. Generally. You might as a cover maybe, but I'm that's saying. So maybe you're just super warm heart. No, <laughs> no, not if you're an accomplice to an airplane. Maybe she stole the money for okay. the kids. What? Maybe she stole the money for yeah. the kids. Ooh. Stealing for Sorry. kids. It's yeah, like yeah, Robin yeah. Hood. Like right. Robin Hood? Okay. Right. Well, Maybe. supposedly okay. Tina saw uh, Cooper, uh, stra like, before she locked herself and uh, the other three in the cockpit, she saw him getting ready to bail out of the plane. Like, like strapping right. up and, like, right. getting ready to go into let the stairs down. But I think it's, like, kind of weird because it was, like, after the um, staircase had deployed or lowered or whatever, it wasn't until 20 minutes later where the cabin pressure changed. Yeah. And people and were saying that the ex explanation for that was him actually jumping off from the staircase and then the uh, force of that forcing the uh, staircase to bounce back up, hitting the plane. Oh. So that's why the change in cabin pressure. Ooh, I so I don't know why he waited yeah, like 20 minutes. No, I know why, because yeah. he's psyching himself well, up wait. for sure. it. Sure, <laughs> sure. Like he's like, deep breaths, DB, deep breaths. <laughs> They're going to call you DB no, one the, day, by the, the way. The change of cabin pressure was the stairs he farted. actually coming out, because cabin pressure right. in a plane is secure until there's any kind of seal broken. Right. So the seal was broken at that point. That was the cabin pressure a release and rumble is when the st when he supposedly put the stairs down and jumped off. Right, the and then it yeah, supposedly yeah. like I guess changed again because of the staircase yeah. like bouncing or whatever. Yeah, well, so is, when they when they <laughs> used that time that that happened like when uh, whatever it was like say like eight eight seventeen p.m. So they were trying to like retrace where the airplane was at the time to kind of create the search party going back to the original thing that what Les was saying so from the aliens that are involved yeah. <laughs> God dang it. from you. that they were trying to see like okay this is where he like jumped and then they were trying to like 
calculate with winds and with this and that and other different variables how big to make the search area. And I think it turned out to be like 28 miles in diameter. Wow. Yeah, and that's that's a huge area. That is a huge area. Is there water? Was there water there? Rivers. There was. There's two two (laughs) bodies of water. (laughs) You knew that spread off the back. Rivers. rivers all around. Is that just like, in case? No, you no, no, no. I, I, yeah, there was a lake, and then there was the Columbia River. Lewis River to the Columbia River right. was the the most known theory, but then Ooh. the Columbia River went the wrong direction for the money to be found on the bank where they found the money. Hold Correct. On, we forgot one very important thing. Uh oh. How much money did he steal? Two hundred thousand dollars. And that it's like 12, one How much is that? Million? Point three, I think. Million? Yeah. It's one point three million now. Now. Still kind of low for a hijack. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not excited by that. That doesn't. You know what I mean? But back then, you <laughs> know, you really could get job. a lot for that. It, but let's put this: we got it. We got to move that up to the Mexico City. You know, 1.3 million American. He was going to Mexico. Mexico. I think. That, that had to be 10 Ooh. million dollars. Yeah, you're dead in a week. What? No, you're dead in a week. No, you have that money. Oh, oh no, 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 no. You can pay off everybody. No. Oh. With $200,000 you know Obviously, you don't know how it works in Mexico, Mike. No, no, I don't. Oh. That's too hard. He could have started his, his own car. Big payola thing. All right, look, look. <laughs> Let's throw this out there. Just, okay. okay. All right. I was just, tra- what I try to imagine is, I try to put myself in the shoes. So I, I'm DB. Okay. okay. I'm yeah. DB. Okay. You know, and. So I go and I and I get in this plane and I, I finagle to get the money because I know but nobody's used to this and I get the money and I already know I'm jumping I'm jumping somewhere I got a parachute yep. I'm jumping somewhere possibly All right? military so am I gonna jump randomly <laughs> just random jump no some no no you he has figured out the air where he's gonna jump. Yep. Why would you and and if I'm going to figure out where I'm going to jump, that's because I've got a tracking device on me. When I get when I land, I right. got an accomplice. It's right. too early. They're gonna they're gonna come pick my ass up, and once again, UFO. <laughs> but would be the easiest person to Fucking just pick Tina. you up, like whoop, <laughs> like just up. Gone. But you know, if you think about it, is he goes if if he's going to all of this, so he figured all this out. Yeah. So you go, all it takes is for him to have a tracking device on him and an accomplice. Yeah. Okay. And maybe a really long distance walkie-talkie or something like that. Yeah. Right. You know, I know nobody saw a walkie-talkie, but they did see a bulge in his pants. Well, wow. I think Tina said that. <laughs> or she said she she didn't say it. Did she find him attractive? This is all speculative. Did, yes. Yeah. She did find him attractive. She did. She, she implied him. it. She implied it by mentioning the bulge in his she pants. She happened. didn't mention that until the Rolling the recent Rolling Stone. <laughs> but, but was it Playboy that interviewed her? No, it was Rolling yeah. Stone. You can say bulge in your pants in Rolling oh, okay. Stone. Um, so, so anyway, so say he's got a high power walkie-talkie. He's got a tracking device. Big dick. Boom, down. Huge he knows he's gonna jump. He knows he's gonna jump. His accomplice knows he's gonna be somewhere in this radius that the tracking device can hook into. I looked up tracking devices. They had them in '71. Mm. That's a pretty good one, too. How it's at? Not like little he had a whole ass suitcase that nobody yeah, really yeah. saw inside. Right. He could yeah. put all maybe that, that shit would, in it. Oh, the whole maybe. thing, the whole suitcase. Maybe was the suitcase device. was maybe. the tracking Maybe. Device. Not a and then you know you plant the money to look like you died. You do something. Okay. Right. I would have now personally. I'd have left a shoe. You Just know? like that's your like signature. Move. Yeah, not that's my signature move. <laughs> Just leave, leave a, sh- a shoe and inject it inside the Cinderella thing. Because nobody, nobody alive. Goes with one, one shoe. Oh, that's a good point. Far. Well, no, he had four. He had four shoots. One millimeter. Oh, no, not shoe. Oh. Shoe. Oh, a shoe. Leave a shoe. A shoe. Uh, just a shoe. Like 007. Right. Okay. Leaves a, I would have, but he just left a little money. Yeah. You know, thinking, mm, you know, maybe. It's a tip. Well, you, it is a tip. See, he's a gambler. I'm betting he's a gambler, and gamblers are superstitious. Hmm. So he was thinking, I'll leave a little. A little, a little money for the gods. You need to leave yeah, a little man. something, something. Little you know what I mean? For clock. you know, kind of a thing. And and then yeah. you know, what do you say? Fifty-eight hundred dollars, two hundred thousand, one point three. So what? He, so he still is out with over a million. You know what I mean? Yeah, easy. And then his accomplice picks him up. 
Not Tina. I don't. I, th- I think poor Tina has gotten a bad rap. I don't think yeah. that's I think a Tina, mostly I think from Tina, this podcast. I think Tina's all right. <laughs> I think I think that I think we that uh, somebody picks them up and uh, and they drive their big asses to Mexico because we've already know now that in this day and time you don't even need an ID to get on an airplane with a suitcase. Oh. With a bomb in it, right? So, what do you? How, how hard do you think it was to go across the Mexican border back Not then? Not at all. Like hard nothing. All. No big An deal. Extra plane. Right. You know what that I would say? Good. How hard it was? Fifty dollars. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. How hard right. it was? Fifty bucks, which he had in cash. Yeah. Has Easy. anybody here been skydiving? Yes. No. Could you? You two over in the corner. She made me go. Could you ever <laughs> skydive with a briefcase? And two hundred thousand well, dollars in your hands. Military. I think you could. Just well, maybe not in your hands. You'd have to strap it to your body. Yeah, you'd have, yeah. have to be able to yeah. have some type of control and some type of pull. But it wouldn't. I feel like that would be very heavy, and people, your downward trajectory. You know what? Yeah, people have tried to recreate this, Tiffany. Like they'll try to do it, but it's hard to recreate it, including the weather um, for that night. You know, because right. they'll they'll try to do it when it's like broad daylight, when it's like sunny out, when it's like not November. Um, and people have been able to do it with the non-maneuverable parachute going mm. at that altitude, but they haven't exactly recreated it to the point where it's like as close as close can be. And uh, he didn't actually ask for the denominations for the 200,000. So they gave it to him in 20s, which meant um, it was maybe about 20 to 25 pounds. If he had asked for like denominations of 100, then it would have been only five pounds on his person. But harder to spend. Paratroopers, True. they they parachute with a ton of weight on yeah. their body. Right. Yeah. I mean, Supposedly, it's not unrealistic for it they, to happen. Yeah. They should have given it to him in nickels. What did you say? Funny, yeah, they should have given him rolls of nickels. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> it would have been way more effective. So he just lands like a meteor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just... Boom! It's only 20 bucks, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. And little... nickels everywhere. Yeah, hilarious. Yeah. So... How old would Nichols? Could, is, could DB Cooper couldn't be alive now? He's probably forty. They figured, I mean, right? Supposedly he died. Well, there's a guy, That's Kenny awesome. Christensen, is supposedly. Oh, he'd be like ninety something. Supposedly he, yeah, exactly. He, supposedly he is the one that was the the closest, the closest yeah. of all of them. Yes. He he was military trained as a paratrooper. Uh, he you know he was a pilot. Uh, and even one of the most suspected authors of, I guess, what they called the blast was 95% sure it was him, whatever that means. But, um, yeah, like, and once one, like I said, one of the backpacks was military and afterwards, supposedly this guy, Kenny Christensen bought a couple houses. Just yeah. a couple, just you know, it. just a couple houses. Which, but he only yeah. made $512 a month working right. for S- Northwest Airlines. Forgot, my bad. He worked for Northwest yeah. Airlines. You know? <laughs> and made $512 a month, but bought a couple houses. He stole that. Is he the one who was on his deathbed and he went to his brother and he's like, I have something to tell it was you? His wife. I think I, it was his wife. I, maybe I his don't know. brother. I've done yeah, he did tell his brother. Family. Yeah. What yeah. did he tell his brother? He said, I have something I'll to tell you, this, but I can't tell you. Oh. And then he took his last breath. Oh. No, I don't know if that last well, part. Okay, so it's, good, it's good in the movie. That's a good movie. Another one was telling his wa- yeah. a wife before he died that I'm DB Cooper. That was another hearsay. All right, so aliens, aliens. So you're saying you're saying that DB Cooper was able to change his identity in a way that he could stay in the United States and live his life here with that money without being detected he didn't have to leave go to mexico anywhere like that. i mean it was a canadian you could just abandon your whole family in the 80s and go to the next town and nobody would know you can do that now yeah (laughs) i just wanted you to stay off facebook (laughs) (laughs) um go to a safe place i mean there's people that have there's people that have two and three wives i I don't know how the fuck you do that mormons yeah yeah. no no that like the other one doesn't know about right right. i don't know how it's some gangster shit that supposedly he was canadian and that's how he got away with that so he went to canada or he was canadian 
And that's how we did it. Well, that's how he handled the cold weather, too. Yeah. And then, <laughs> He's oh, Canadian. A Canadian right. down here, and then all of a sudden, a oh, new identity. Point. Oh, you get a Canadian in, like, what, 30-degree weather with Nothing. rain? Plus, they're so Nothing. Nice. Naked. Nothing. No big deal. They're so they're nice. Tea no bag in the ice I would never believe it. I have a question. <laughs> what? Okay. If you were going to hijack a plane, would you do it with a friend, or would you want to do it by yourself? Friend. Yeah, I feel Ooh. like you would have to have I'd a friend. Want to you do need it with an a friend? friend? You Body have system. to. And if I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go get in trouble," I would want someone to do it with me. Well, you gotta have some. You got <laughs> a, the only way to get away with this. There's no. I mean, there's very little way that you can figure unless this guy is fucking Rambo. Okay, like Rambo incarnate. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that he's gonna parachute into the middle of the woods. Right. You know, in the middle of. The, the the you know the northwest forest in the winter time and he's going to hike his ass out of there and and not only hike out when everybody is looking for him right. in that radius yeah. you know and everything and somehow get to some safe place and then get out and da 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 all by himself it, 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 there's just no that just doesn't make logical sense you know it, unless you're just an idiot you know and that means he's dead but he's got, but he's if got he had a if he had an accomplice like I, like I was saying earlier, right. if they had, all he had to have was some kind of uh, high level tracking device, which I'm sure back then you could get your hands on for not a ton of money, and uh, and that and like I say, a pretty damn good pair of walkie talkies, like military <clears throat> type of walkie talkie, and your accomplice knows you're going to be somewhere in this basic area right, right there. And uh, uh, and the hope is is that he the accomplice get can you. get to you, you know that you don't end up in a tree or some shit. Right. right. And the accomplice can get to you. And if <clears throat> if that works, then the two of you either go to Canada or Mexico and uh, and have some fun. Well, that's but that's that's believing that law enforcement is that sophisticated. I mean, I saw a video with a guy robbed a bank with an alligator and he almost won. <laughs> yeah. like, and that was 2015, I think. That you, just, wasn't, you know what I mean? You just wow. have to give him a note like, now. What, what if he was overdoing it? Like, maybe he didn't even need to fucking jump. You know what I mean? He could have just No, dude, yeah. well, that was the whole thing. He might have actually gotten away with just don't even have DNA landing somewhere random. If he had his own private, like, you know, another guy that had a private airstrip for him to fucking land on or just a bunch of open field. You know, maybe, but I, that's what makes me think he got put into crunch time. Like he was, he was given a bunch of new information that, like, he was if he was supposed to go to Mexico City in Mexico, and then he has to go to Reno or somewhere in Arizona. How are you? How's his homie gonna pick him up? Right. Fucking flying True. over a mountain in cold sleet rain at like 60 mile per hour winds, and like you know, he better be like. Fucking like straight up marine trained. Well, and you know, I think troopers? I think you got a point there. You know, he was just a crazy motherfucker. Yeah, and that's what and I so think. here's the deal. I I've got a I, I, God rest his soul, <laughs> uh, a guy that just passed away in Memphis, uh, um, Mark. And I'm not saying last names, but yeah. but this guy was legendary there. And 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 he uh, this was back uh, this was back in the late 70s. He got on a flight. Uh, I want to say in, in, in New York or Washington, going to Ireland. No ID. He didn't pay for a ticket. He just walked <laughs> onto the plane, set his big ass down. He had no wallet. He had no identification and very little money on him. He was wearing flip-flops, I think, and a damn, and, you know, a Hawaiian shirt. Or he looked like you, Jason. But anyway, <laughs> big Irish guy. And, he, and, and, and he, he just walks on the plane. So the plane takes off. By the time they figure out, oh, we have an extra passenger. And, Too late. and they figure out who it is. They bring him to the front, okay, because the pilots are in charge. Within, as the story goes, within a very short time, he charmed everybody because yep. he's just that kind of person. The pilots loved him. They're, they're, they're bringing him drinks. They're, they're, they're yapping. He's, they're just loving this guy. The pilot actually told him, he go, look, we're not going to call ahead and tell them you're on the plane. We're going to give you that. We're going to let you get off the plane in Dublin. In Dublin, 
with, but we don't know how you're gonna actually get home because you got you, <laughs> you gotta home? go through customs. <laughs> like you got nothing, so we're just gonna let you off. Well, this this guy got off the plane, got through customs, went directly to the mayor's office of Dublin. Oh shit! Went to there and said, "I am." Told him who he was. That he was from Memphis, Tennessee, and he was there to talk to the mayor about a, a an exchange between the two cities on doing a chili cook-off contest. <laughs> and the mayor saw him, loved the idea so much, put him up in a hotel, gave him an, an expense account, and the chili cook-off happened. Hell yeah. And they did it for years. Hell this guy's yeah. my hero. What? Come yep. raising. There and, it is. There but it is. my point is, is that in that day oh, and time, you had people out there from that counterculture generation that was just into breaking rules. It was just into yep. showing the establishment that they could do things yeah. that you shouldn't be able to do. And they love pushing that envelope. And there was a guy that I know that story's true. So D.B. Cooper could have been a guy like that. Just a little eccentric, <gasps> nuts, yep. and he's just like, I'm going to see if I can do it. Damn I'm right. just going to see right. if I can this. do it. And right. where are you going to And he probably told a couple of friends, they're like, you're an idiot. He goes, nah, man, think I'll call you when I'm in Mexico City and we'll party <laughs> like crazy. And then like Matt said, the whole thing got out of control. Got out out of control. control. <laughs> and then he's shooting from the hip. And unfortunately, he did not have the connection with aliens that would have helped him <laughs> out of that situation. But hopefully, military pr like prowess to get through it. I I think he got away. Could with it. Mark be DB Cooper? Yes. <laughs> and let me tell you something. About, about a half a dozen guys I know, especially from Memphis, could have been DB Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> Memphis in the seventies was full of DB Coopers. Right. I believe that. I believe that. Absolutely full of them. Some some wild ass crap. But you know what I mean? It it could have just wild. been this this risk taker, yeah. you know, type of guy that just he he felt Stand like up. he felt like it was gonna be easier than it was and and uh but like i say i just told you a story of somebody who did something like that yep. right. that you go well that's impossible nobody could do that no, oh yeah yeah no, you so can do it. It Wait, not not just got on a plane right. that he shouldn't be on flew internationally with no identification got to the other country and got a meeting with the fucking mayor with <laughs> no identification and nope. set up an exchange with another Brilliant. city Brilliant. because once he got there in that office he did have the the connections to get on the phone he he, well, he was a big go. deal in Memphis so he could get on the phone Is and he, call people he could actually call high plans? level people and daughter daughter but he had to get into the, the situation. Was that the whole plan, though? Yes. Like he wanted to make his chili fucking so I think baller. he just felt like going to Dublin that day. And, <laughs> he just made and up he, the And he had thing. an idea. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm goes, a little drunk, and I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to go do it. <laughs> and if they catch me, they catch me. And what are they really going to do? It's not any. Yeah, but I'm going to be honest. It's, home. It's, it's it. A chili cook-off with Ireland, that's pretty low-hanging fruit. Don't you think? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no they not don't back usually, then. Not back then, bro. Like, no, I just I mean, you know, nowadays. It's like people do that shit all the time. They're not known for seasons. No, I just meant Ireland, like. Can we use potatoes in the soup? Yeah, exactly. Uh, They're not known for yeah. seasoning. So I'm yeah. just making that point in that DB could have been this super eccentric drunk. Agreed. Yo, right. party animal gambler type of Good with the character. ladies. Good with the Good ladies. With the ladies. Good, with Good with the ladies. Good with the ladies. Yeah, yeah exactly them. right. Them, exactly right. You know, he when it comes to one night stands, DB's the champ. <laughs> you know what I mean? What if he heard. started the Mile High Club with Tina? Yo! Oh! Tina. Coming for you. Oh, man. Coming for what? you, Tina. That was it. Tina. I hope she got at least <laughs> What? I hope she at least got Dude, we bucks. need to go and talk to Tina. Is she still alive? I don't think That's Tina wants said. to talk to Tina's us. Tina's still alive. We need to ask her that She'll question. Talk. Let's get her on the podcast. She'll talk. <laughs> She'll talk. Tina has said in the interview that, and she has said all the way along, that, but she said, 
that that she was frightened for her life, that D.B. Cooper was a crazy criminal, and that it was one of the most, it was maybe the most frightening thing that she had Aww. ever experienced. Right. And she had, they speculated that she probably had PTSD and this, that, and the other, and that was maybe the reason she got into mental health. Right. As okay, now I feel like a jerk. What's that? I feel supposedly. like a jerk because now. Because you were thinking Tina was just some yeah. slutty I'm opportunist. I'm sorry, Tina. <laughs> You're not a hussy. I love you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, it doesn't look that way yeah. for poor Tina. Yeah. Well, not poor Tina. I think she's lived a decent life. It yeah. yeah, with $200,000. Maybe. Oh, no. Probably she maybe got ten. Ten thousand. Which could be a she got 70% of. <laughs> what if this was like one a really even big. In like this could be like one really big orchestrated plan by the TSA to see if they can handle a situation I don't even think that like this. Like a, instead around. of a mystery was shopper. TSA? No, it was no TSA. Oh, TSA. No. Which, oh. I mean, wonder. I did see one theory that this was something that the CIA put together just to see if these people could handle this whole situation and that was one of the reasons why they never found who did it because we didn't need to know who did it they already know knew who did it and it was just to kind of test their whole plane so system, hacking the system. And so training things yeah, yeah maybe db was just under mm -hmm. training yeah mm -hmm. you know he was gonna have to everybody parachute involved. into russia in the next week mm -hmm. this was just getting him ready for it terrorists though what I thought we didn't negotiate with terrorists. That, that was before. No, no, but that's now, not before. But we do negotiate with white guys. Yes. Okay. What's cool. that? <laughs> well, that's white not, guys. It's not a terror. Well, that's domestic terrorism. Yeah. Right. But there was no term for that <laughs> back then. Right. Right. There was no none of that. No. 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 So like, I feel like if I try to do this, right, they're not giving me anything. No. You know I mean? Well, not no with matter that how many attitude. Jesus. No, with that attitude, yeah. Right. <laughs> with that attitude, no. Can I please have, like, a pizza at least? <laughs> what a pizza. Would you try to hijack like, a plane and ask for a pizza? Pizzas. I would buy <laughs> some pizzas. Yeah. Like, that's what they always ask for. you got to go back. This is not 1971, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not 1971. I mean, even, yeah. people didn't even shave their privates back then. I mean, that's how Damn. backwards it was. That's what I'm saying. You Even the I'm tracking devices like, back then. It's like people were hairy. I don't think we <laughs> should discriminate. I don't think people we should shave their privates now. Gold don't chains. discriminate on, on. that. Nobody told me. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tuffs and gold Well, that's chairs. all right. I mean. No, it's like Jungle Gardens. I don't even care. I'm married. It doesn't matter. Jungle Gardens. <laughs> it was, it was we, might, we might find a cockatoo. Hey, yeah. come on. Oh. Come on. You walked right into it. You, oh. said, the, you said the Jungle oh, no. Gardens. It cockatoo. took me a couple of seconds. <laughs> but, um, that was good. That was good. In the 70s, you'd find a cockatoo. <laughs> the thinking. That's so the thinking. Cockatoo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Oh, well, we let's uh, now. We this it? is the part of the podcast oh. where no, where, this is where, where it really gets down to okay. the really gets down to it. We've discussed it. We've discussed it. Who's around the bank? Around the panel. <laughs> what do you think? I I really like the theories that it never actually happened. Ooh. That's honestly my favorite theory out of all of this. Is the reason it just never actually happened, and that's just what I'm going to stick with. Somebody just made this story up, and it never happened. It's all a big conspiracy. Conspiracy. Tina made the whole thing up, and Ooh. Tina, <laughs> Tina, oh! Tina was on the phone okay, the whole time no. and holding. Tina held the plane um, hostage, and it was <laughs> maybe she was the mastermind. It's actually her the whole time, yep. and the reason why we never found DB because it was Tina. Oh, and oh, shit. Tina is just really, really good at telling stories. Damn. I love that. That's pretty That's real. Tweet. I like it. Wow. Well, I mean, going into it and then doing some of the research, I initially was like, okay, I don't think that DB, whoever that was, actually survived the uh, the jump. I thought that, you know, because no body was found doesn't mean anything. Maybe, you know, it was the wilderness. So maybe like a bear or whatever animals got to it. Like it was raining, it was storming, like who knows, you know? So um, I was going into it with kind of like that, but then now I'm thinking, as more and more evidence and things like that are surfacing. I think that whoever it was did get away with it, and uh, I like your theory that there was maybe somewhat of an accomplice, whether it be the airline pilot, because DB could have possibly worked, you know, for Boeing so um, or Northwest. So uh, maybe they were in cahoots, you know? But um, I think that, yeah, I think that they got away with it. Wow. Big Mike? Um... I like to think that 
he hit a tree and just died on impact. <laughs> and if he didn't die on impact, he broke his both of his femurs. And oh, at down. this point, he was just using the money to start a fire. Oh and it was like, super <laughs> ironic. And everybody's like, wow. It's like he got away with it. And no, he didn't. He died like pretty... I'm pretty sure that's a storyline in a movie yeah, called no, Without I was like, a Paddle. I've seen this movie. I've seen <laughs> oh, <laughs> Without a Paddle. That's yeah, the entire storyline. <laughs> is what happened. That's exactly what happened. his own leg. Yeah, no, like in Without a Paddle. Have you ever seen that movie Without yeah, a Paddle? Like we three guys. Do we really? I think so, Mikey and I. That's literally the entire premise behind the whole entire story is these guys are trying to find D.B. Cooper's treasure and they found him in a cave dead because his legs broke and then the reason why oh. there's no yeah. money is because he was burning it to keep it alive. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's literally, <laughs> literally what you just <laughs> said. Oh, All right. Wow. So. Clairvoyant, Mike. No, I'm a hack. And, uh, <laughs> no, but like I really do think that he just died. Like, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mysteries really pissed me off, and <laughs> I'm really angry about not knowing how this ended. Um, I I don't I think that he's out there living his best life. I feel like if he had died, somebody would have reported him missing, or they would have found his body. But because nobody reported anybody missing in their life, that's because he returned back to his life and infiltrated it normally. Just went back to work the next day, and then ran away. And he's living. He might be dead now, but for a while he had lots of strippers and cocaine and just had a really great time. Okay. Fuck yeah. Um, I kind of... I <laughs> <laughs> took a little mini vacation. Oh, you got $1.3 million. Man, right now. It's like, I got to take a moment. I don't even <laughs> like strippers, but I'm like, yo, at least he knows what he's doing. But, uh, like, yeah. Uh, I, I really do believe that, like, this guy... He was probably military trained. Uh, he was fed up with everything that he was spoon fed as, let's say, a political pawn in the hierarchy of life. Uh, he decided, I'm what, 50 years, he was supposedly between 40 and 50 years old. So I'm 50 years old and fuck it, man, I'm poor as crap. I'm making $512 a month and I'm a paratrooper and I do got a friend. I believe that, yeah, maybe he had a friend, but that friend was like at a halfway point waiting for him somewhere else. And he got put into a pinch. And then he got put into a scenario where he had to go out into really like rough territory. But I think he made it, man. And I think that, you know, in, in the end, he bought a couple houses. And maybe that one dude, what's his name? Christian. Right, Christian, yeah, Christensen or whatever. Might have been Kenny, uh, Kenny Christensen. Might have been him, man. Just might, I know, but whatever. He might have been him. <laughs> might have been. There was a bunch of other people too that it could have been. But like, I want to believe that because he didn't kill anybody. He stuck it to the man, and like that right there is like some Robin Hood you know, shit. Folk that I'd hero. Like to, that's that's some Robin Hood shit. I'd like to believe in. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's where right. I'm at. Well, he is a folk hero. You know, that is kind of that thing of getting away with it. You know, at first I was thinking I was I was going along with the idea that that uh, of the the fact that he was uh, some sort of military trained survivalist, you know, that was super well planned and had tracking devices and all that stuff. But the more I thought about it being 1971, the height of the countercultural revolution, everybody is fucked up at this point. I mean, I mean, in from from the late 60s until the late 70s, you're no matter. Everybody was partying their ass off. Okay, everybody was trying to just go against the norm. And I think this very likely is just some wild ass gambler type <laughs> of guy that just went that just on almost a whim said, I can do this. I can do this, you know, and, and I'm, I'm just going to do it. And, he, and, he, and he did with, with some planning, but not like a great plan, you know, like a kind of sort of good plan. And, and all, and all of the discrepancies, you know, the staircase going down and when did the, was all just a fluke of whatever, just a fluke. And uh, and the guy no, now, you know, maybe he could parachute, maybe he couldn't. Maybe he was a Vietnam veteran, 
you know, very, very easily at that time, day and time, he could have been a Vietnam veteran. Yes, okay. So at least he was a guy that goes, hey, man, yeah, I can jump out of a plane and go to the woods and make my way out of there, da, 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 da. And that's what he did. And may and most likely, most likely, knowing that type of character, he died. Uh, oh, yeah, he most likely guy. died because, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. It, 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 he yes. he went, he pushed the envelope a little too far yeah. on this one. But the goof is with those kind of characters is that sometimes those guys through no, there, there's no logical reason that he should have made it out of that alive, but did, yeah. but just yeah. did. And because they don't have the technology and everything that we have today, he was, if he did make it out, he was able to just assimilate back into society in some town where he'd never been with a different name. And with that amount of money, you could live a low-key life just being the fun, groovy guy in town, you know, and uh, and party until you puke. You know, start just party a comedy theater. Start a comedy theater. And a comedy theater. That's right. That's right. No, I'm too young for DB. Yeah, do you, you, do you have to be you nice. Cool to something better than Dan Cooper too, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, yeah, that, supposedly yeah. that's Dwayne. not a real name. Dwayne Cooper. Yeah, Dwayne it's Cox. Not a real name. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd have called myself. Supposedly. Dwayne Cox Cooper. They have a Netflix special coming out next month, I think, all about DB Cooper. I'm, I'm pretty sure. sure. Is that right? Yes. 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 Is there really? Yes. Wow, they've r- run totally out of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're going through how, YouTube. How totally have they, have they fallen into no storylines yeah. left? Are oh, you no. kidding me? They're dredging this one up. Yeah, they are. Well, I, I, you know they're going to listen to this and All still need, have mm. this crap. Yeah, oh, totally. <laughs> All you need is a good camera and you can get on Netflix. If I see aliens in this fucking documentary, I'm going to lose my shit. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, go, what the fuck? And alien God. abductions. Let's <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, he did hit a tree. And well, I'm going to tell you what. I think we have beat this to death. Oh, we agree? <laughs> yeah. Do we agree? Yeah. I, I think so. Tiffany, thanks so much. Oh, this was so For fun. being with us. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Would you come me. back sometime? I would love to. If you do Aliens, I'm in. Okay. Mandela Effect. Ooh, yes. I'm down we'll anytime. Have you for Mandela okay. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like that one. Because we're like yeah. living in like an alternate reality. This is the alternate reality. Listen, we've already started. <laughs> we've all talked to Sinbad. So we could actually we have, oh. no joke, we could have Sinbad on <laughs> for this he specific podcast. He can't admit podcast. it. He'll we get could. killed. Yes. Yeah. We'd have to talk He's to directly involved in Mandela. Okay. He is Mandela. <laughs> he orchestrated it. Okay. He's just saying. Well, he is. I got his home number. Let's do it. I can get right to him. All right, special episode coming soon, guys. All right. Well, thank you so much. You can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. Find us on Patreon and come out to McCurdy's Comedy Theater and have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Not? Where we do all of this. Hell yeah. <laughs> call us and we'll say hi. Yeah, you can want to call us. We just want friends, to be honest. Call the box you. office and ask for Bronwyn. Yeah, Bronwyn Jones. <laughs> 925 funny. Oh. <laughs> I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. <laughs> No, you better not. I love that. I love you, Bronwyn. All right. (laughs) I think that's a wrap.